the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We're going to be talking about some NXT UK today. Normally I'd be joined by Troy, but today joined by a special guest, Big Tasty Ben Jackson. How are you, mate? What up, man? I'm uh, determined to be as overexposed on this podcast as Hogan was in the end days of WCW. <laughs> and this is all part of that plan. Now, Troy is uh, Troy has some in, some electricity problems in that he has none. So, yeah. um, so he cannot record. So I'm uh, I boldly, boldly waited in. I've, I've d- devoted a mammoth 60 minutes of my life to watching this week's NXT UK. And, what do you uh, think? I had a very good time. It was an hour well spent. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just literally said to you before uh, before we started recording that I used to love the old one hour NXT shows when they were on the network, and this really reminded me of that in a in a very positive way, which uh, was quite nice. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely uh, doing a lot of good stuff on uh, there. Um, before we get into it, let us know what you thought about NXT UK. Where can people find us on social media? Talk to us about that, Ben. Uh, so they can go to, um, let's get this right, Facebook and YouTube is Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And on Twitter or Twitch is Untitled Rest Pod. So you can uh, follow us, you can interact with us, you can shout at us, you can have reasoned discussion with us, whatever you'd like to do. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so the show starts off with Jordan Devlin coming out, saying he wants to go down in history as the greatest wrestler under £205. Uh, that the company's ever seen. Trent Seven comes out um, and sa- says he'll trim down to two five and or under to be um, Devlin's like next new new big challenge. Uh, Dev- Devlin says you need- Trent needs to drop thirty pounds and uh, at least lay thirty off- pounds. Yeah, lay off the vegan kebabs um, and put he like pats Trent on his belly and Trent just lamps him. Um, and stands on the cruiserweight title like strappers Devlin's trying to pull it away and just stares him down um, he shouts some shit so, at him as well doesn't he but it wasn't mic'd up so you couldn't uh, couldn't hear it too well yeah he, got, he goes he goes up Trent kind of does this thing that he does like whenever he cuts a promo away he'll go up to the camera and he'll pretty much say what he's just said to like reiterate read the point but yeah. he's certainly like one of my favourite baby faces in, in NXT UK um, just to fill in a little bit of a gap for you there Ben so Trent Seven was in the final, the NXT UK Heritage Cup. He came up short against um, against Akid, and this is kind of like he, he's kind of doing like a redemption arc at the moment, where he's like he wants to before he retires, he wants like one crown and achievement in NXT UK. So this is like his way of like reinventing himself. He wants to drop down to the cruiserweight division and sort of prove that he can still go, basically. Yeah. Um, I thought he would have been off TV a little bit longer than he had, but he'd only been off for about a month. Was this his first appearance I'm back? Yeah. Right, okay. So he had, he'd had a promo and he said, he basically just said, I'm reinventing myself, just bear with me a minute. Um, we hadn't seen him since. And this was the Cruiserweight title that they, they ended up, they pretty much took off Jordan Devlin, didn't they, at the start of lockdown? They did. Did they, did they like, create a new one or something? Or? Um. 
Yeah, so he never lost the Cruiserweight title. Um, they did like a tournament for an interim champion, much obviously like UFC. Um, and then as part of the, this storyline is essentially that as part of that, they changed interim to just new champion. And he wants to be recognised as like the, the real Cruiserweight champion, so to speak. So he's allowed to defend that belt on NXT uh, UK while Santos Escobar is defending it in NXT. And then they'll he'll, at some point when everything's a little bit closer to normal, they'll probably unify the belts. That's cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 had some really good matches for Jordan Devlin. Like he's been doing uh, open challenge matches and stuff like that, and he's had some really. Yeah, they, good... they mentioned that like he'd recently faced Ben Carter. Um, we will talk mm. about it in a second, but um, but yeah. yeah. So it's obviously they're doing that sort of thing that obviously um, John Cena was doing, where they were just bringing guys in. It's, it's great to de- debut guys, isn't it? And, and sort of yeah, Prince Evan here now they're um, they're pushing them back to the forefront. It... Cool. Yeah, it's been a really good way for them to elevate other guys as well. They like would kind of need a little bit of rub, a rub, but they don't want to necessarily have like beat Jordan Devlin for the belt, but push him to the limit, which is pretty much what he does. Um, again, the right way to kind of do it, uh, open challenge thing. Um, speaking of new signings, after this, we get Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK Women's Champion, talking about how uh, she wants to face the best in the world, and then it gets announced that they've signed Mako Satamora, um, obviously she was in the May Young Classic 2, um, and also she's like a stalwart of like women's wrestling. She She's part of a Joshi promotion, I can't remember the name of. Um, and she's also, I think it's Sendai Girls or something like that. Um, and she's also like been around all over Europe. Um, she's had like prominent feuds in Rev Pro, um, uh, Fight Club Pro and Progress as well. Very excited to see Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamora wrestle. This is sort of shades of the of when Nakamura debuted. Like the sort of because he, he was like, "I'm coming for you, Sammy." That was the whole the whole sort of deal, wasn't it? And it's that sort of yeah. the same thing. Um, I don't know who this person is. This was the first time I'd legitimately seen them wrestle, and Jesus Christ, everything they did looked incredible. Um, yeah, <laughs> they really, um, this, this VA did a really good. Uh, this VT did a really good job of of really hyping this this debut. Uh, that little spinning leg thing, where she just hits him on the top of the head with her leg, looked fucking brutal. And I'm all about it. Yeah. Apparently, she had a really good match with uh, Tony Storm in the May Young Classic, which I've. I saw. I need to go back and watch. All I saw was a picture of like her leg spinning, and then Tony Storm was hitting the canvas. Uh, there was like a little mm. two-second clip of that in that video somewhere. Because I saw like yeah. Tony Storm's like little face paint, and she like her face just onto the floor, which was. Uh, yeah. um, also, for anyone who, who isn't aware of Mako Satsumura, um just to kind of as a, a very quick way to sort of put a bit of credence of how cool this match is going to be, these two. Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamora are literally the two people in WWE that Sasha Banks said she would do anything to wrestle. So the fact that we're about to get those two wrestling is insane. Um, but yeah, very exciting times. Uh, next, we got Ben Carter versus Sam Gradwell. Um, Big Tasty, obviously, you're a little bit familiar with Ben Carter from his match with Scorpio Sky in AEW. Yeah, he had a very good match um, with Scorpio Sky in AEW. He's a really good talent and um, <clears throat> it's good to see him making it into a into a promotion and, and you know, find, find some at home, which is great. He's, he's obviously, a, he was a hot free agent and hmm. yeah. So he's he's kind of put like a lot of like, um, 
a lot, a lot of prestige behind them. Like yeah, making them, they put, they put making a, lot them a huge they, sign. Put a lot of stock in him. Um, obviously, he was mm. trained by Seth uh, Seth Rollins in his gym. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's from Jersey, like like Superman is. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is cool. Jersey. Uh, that's a thing that Sam Gradwell mentions when he comes out. So Sam Gradwell cuts us. It's, it's it's the standard. I mean, it's 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 the fairly standard promo, isn't it? It's the you're new, you, you don't belong here. I'm gonna ship you back yeah. off to Jersey, you know, with a beat. And he's like the he's the gatekeeper. There's more cows than people. Yeah, he, he's he's the gatekeeper, isn't he? He wants to um he wants to give him what for on the way in, make sure he's he's good enough to to pass. So yeah, yeah. Grad, Gradwell looks pretty impressive. He's a I've never seen him mm-hmm. before again. He's a big uh, big he's a big unit. Yeah, he's um. Me and Troy always compare him. He's, he's kind of like sort of like the bully on a kids' TV show. The way they present him, like, it, like he reminds Bulk, of, like Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. Literally, just <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. He reminds <laughs> us of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers, but as one person. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was a good match. Um, I, Sam Gradwell says it at the start as well. He's going to send Ben Carter across the uh, channel in a catamaran. Um, Props for the catamaran reference. I, I I haven't heard that word for some time. Yeah, um, I love the way as well. Ben Grab, uh, Ben Gradwell, Ben Carter goes to the referee when he says, "What's a catamaran?" <laughs> um, oh, he's never been to a, he's never been to Dublin for his oldies, has he? No, mate. Um, clearly not. Uh, so the match itself, uh, early on, Gradwell tries to ground Carter. Carter uses his speed to kind of like rattles Gradwell a bit, getting his head. Um, Gradwell growled and powered Carter at one point and like tries to keep the pace really slow. Um, Carter then fires up with like a lot of chops. He hits a dive on one side of the ring and then goes to the other and hits a tope onto Gradwell. Um, he does a springboard crossbody and Gradwell catches him and then he goes to tip that into a fallaway slam. Carter reverses that into a guillotine. Uh, Gradwell powers out and hits a really nice STO as well. Oh, that STO was beautiful. I, mm. I, for, for, I bought that as a finish for the set for a second. It was a super close too on that as well. Yeah, I'm not too sure what um, his finish is. Actually, Sam Gradwell. Um, you're swearing at someone based on his pre-match uh, <laughs> rumor. He's, he's from Blackpool, so he's probably just swearing at people, yeah. Um, and then um, Carter hits a springboard moonsault followed by a hero's welcome and a frog splash to win. Um, that spring one movie, yeah. so it was like that was peak like prime AJ Styles which I really popped mm. for obviously they, they actually compared him on commentary to AJ earlier in the match and it was nice to see him yeah. bust out he, he had a lot of a lot of like young AJ moves so like a lot of the dives over the top rope like that that um, sent on he does over the top rope that was very AJ um, the springboard yeah. stuff he, he reminds me a bit of um, he reminds me a bit of Owen Hart with some of like the like chain wrestling and stuff he does yeah uh, but yeah it was, it was a good match so obviously it was a lot of like Carter him to like fight out of, of Gradwell, like get a bit of separation, get a bit of breathing space, and then once he walked, once he was there, he could use his speed and his his high flying ability to sort of turn the match around, which was which was great. He 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 came across as someone very experienced, and I know he's not; he's only been wrestling for two years, but and he's only like twenty two as well. Yeah, but his, his ring work, like the way he put his match, the way this match was put together, he he looked like he knew what he was doing, and he, you know he's a professional wrestler, of course he does, but. You know, there's, there's people who've, you know, to put it into put it in perspective, <laughs> Ryan Nemeth's been wrestling for 15 years, yeah, or 10 years, and he looked like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing on Dynamite last week. <laughs> Whereas this guy comes in and he's he literally had, he didn't miss a beat in this match, which was great. Yeah, um, obviously very, very exciting time to um, like be an NXT UK fan and obviously a wrestling fan just to see someone like Ben Carter who's just kind of come from nowhere and 
all of a sudden he's like one of the hottest things in wrestling. Yeah, um, we, didn't know, we didn't know who this guy was before December, and now like he's one of the best welcome coming talents in the world of wrestling, which is great. Absolutely. Um, we then get Shah Samuels is talking backstage to Noam Dar, and then that leads us to Shah Samuels, his first match as Shah Samuels. I'll explain that for you in a second, Ben. Um, against Josh Morell, who we've seen before against Rampage, he seems to be like quite an exciting an exciting prospect as well but obviously he's still an enhancement talent at the moment um, Job into the stars at the moment by the side of it yeah so Shah Samuels last week um, they did a very meta thing for NXT which was he, he debuted as Ed Harvey he got no entrance and he started he started wrestling the match um, with Joe Coffey I believe it was and he was like he was struggling to get like find his groove and then he gets out of the ring and he gets on the mic with, uh, microphone, microphone and says, I'm not Ed Harvey, I'm Shaw Samuels. And then he started wrestling with confidence again. Very, like, kind of meta way of, obviously, WWE. Was this, like, was this like in that Star Trek film where, like, Ben Nickelback was meant to be calm, but they played it like no one knew he was calm, but we all knew he was calm? Yes. Pretty much, mate. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was very, obviously, like, meta with the sense that... So they going in that, like, Shaw Samuels is like a persona, like a, a sort of... Mm. Because obviously he's a he's a he's a bad lad, Shaw Samuels, the East End butcher. I uh, yeah, so I first saw Shaw in he hit my hipster. I knew before he was cool. I think he uh, he was in the second TNA British Bootcamp. I think it was the first time I saw him. He was. And I know, then, and it's it's really good to see him. I know he got signed recently. I know he spent most of last year out with quite a bad injury. Yeah, because he was um, doing he, he was he had like an, he had like a, a sort of Twitter campaign to get him to come and like ring announce or commentate or you know just signed him and stuff booked which was really cool and he got some really good responses. He's a guy obviously he's paid his dues. He's um, he's a very accomplished wrestler. He's got a very a very intense style. I mean his gimmick is basically he's just Danny Dyer from the Football Factory. Yeah, the East End Butcher. Which, but he's great. I mean he's got a he's got a memorable character and he you know he, he plays it well and yeah yeah he, he could. I'm excited to see where he. I'm, I'm, so I'm going to stick around on NXT UK because you know this is. Um, I, I like what I saw tonight, and I'm excited to see where, where these where these wrestlers go. Yeah, I'd say I'd say maybe um, I was saying this to you just before we started. Uh, maybe go back like about six weeks and just rewatch because obviously it's only an hour show. Yeah. Um, you said it was rampage some really last week, and that there. That's yeah. That'll that quicken the and, pulse. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was uh, Volta versus Aked as well, which was outstanding. Yeah, I think really so. Cool. Without without wanting to derail the, the review, um, I think I sort of bounced off NXT UK when it first launched because I think I watched like mm. the first or second episode, and it it all seemed a bit buttons at the time. Yeah. Um, so but I think I think when, by the look of it now, I think it's really found its feet and its uh, presentation's them, better. Like I think the roster's improved, you know, and it, yeah. isn't that with with the with the lockdown. Um, and obviously them having to kind of pause NXT UK they give it like a bit of a soft relaunch when they did relaunch it um, is this when it moved to and, the BT Sport studios yeah and it really shows like the, the production value has been up um, they've they've given it to uh, Shawn Michaels and Jim Smallman and they're doing some excellent like storytelling in that um, but yeah definitely definitely recommend them um, Checking out as much as you can. It's so I'd say excellent. to anyone listening who isn't currently watching NXT UK, I, I came in blind tonight, and it seems like a fairly easy place to get in. Um, like I said, there's a lot of debuts. Like Ben Carter just debuted, Charles Samuels just debuted, Rampage Brown's not mm. long been in. Um, so it seems like a really good time to um, to get into it, and it's a really easy watch as well. So I'd, I'd heartily recommend it if you're not already watching it. 
yeah, as as I say, like go back, like even even going back to just the Volta versus Ilya match, and then starting from there, there's a lot of like yeah, a lot of cool story beats that come from within that. But that yeah, some excellent stuff. Anyway, back to this match. Um, so a lot of chain chain wrestling to start it off. Um, Moral speeds up and she just like lamps him. Uh, they, they made a reference to the whole Ed Harvey thing on commentary as well. So I thought, I thought you would have loved this big tasty. Um, where they asked Nigel about like changing your name, going to a new company, and Nigel actually made a reference to that. He did once change the name and then says, Kate Angelo, ask him, took it on the chin. <laughs> a little reference to Desmond Wolf. Desmond Wolf's incredible debut feud with Kurt Angle when he did it yeah. in DNA and then his um, subsequent desolation. Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't give me yeah. that. Um, Shaw throws Moral around, PKs him in the back once, um, which looked nasty. Um, Moral dodged the corner spot, splash, fires up on Shaw, hits like a standing corkscrew move. It's all like, Jesus. Like, yeah, he got he got some real twist on that. Like he really whipped himself around. Yeah, he go he goes for another another similar sort of move. Shaw just clotheslines him, spine busts him, and then gets a modified. Cobra clutch. It was like a, it's like a cross of a cobra clutch and a camel clutch, I guess. They did call or something, didn't they? They did, but what if I gate a gator lock or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, um, I mean, that, that's spine buster. Jesus Christ, that must have separated his soul from his body. Yeah. He, uh, he had yeah. to ground hard on that, and then yeah, the um, yeah. So he kind of used his own hand to like put the pressure on his neck, mm. which was kind of cool for the joke. Which was yeah, I've yeah. not seen before. So yeah, that that looked really nice. Yeah, that, that's like usually what you see in like a cobra clutch, <clears throat> where they hold like their wrist and then use it to like choke themselves with their own arm. Yeah, it looked, um, more, it looked like more open though. You could you could sort of see what was going on a lot more. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it again. I don't know how quite how he did it, but it looked it looked yeah, it looked really good. And he tapped out like yeah. immediately. Like it was like as soon as he locked it in, it was straight. I'm a big I'm a big fan of an immediate tap out. I think it really sells the move. Um, mm. Absolutely. Um, they should only really use like. Not an immediate tap, but you know, like a lengthy period of time in a hold. If it's like a, a big feud, or if you're against someone who, you yeah, know, I mean, don't I think necessarily it's, think is going to leave. I think, it's, it's, I think it's one of the positive things that wrestling has taken from MMA in the last sort of five ten years is that the emphasis is more on like trying to lock in the hold as opposed to. So it should be hard to put it on, like it is in MMA. But when you get it, hard to so put it's it on. over. Um, yeah, like they do, they do that really well with Shayna Baszler. They do that really well with Asuka. Um, Daniel Bryan as well you know they've, they've done a really good job WWE in the last I mean they, they still like the odd um, you know special spending half the, a, half the match in a submission move but for the most part the, the, you know the, yeah stop yeah. talking now let's move on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I, I definitely agree um, we then get Ilya Dragunov uh, getting asked about his match with Jack Stars last week so just to just to kind of clarify what happened there for you Ben um and anyone who didn't see that match, uh, Ilya was having like a sort of first match back since the Volta match against Jack Stars, who's like the gatekeeper of NXT UK. So didn't after the Dragon after the Volta match, did he like get carried out basically because of the punishment? He got he got carried out, and then he cut a promo saying he was going to basically kind of like re like hit the restart button on himself and like go back to basics. And so he, he normally has red contact, and he took them out, and he's just got normal eyes. He he was trying to work a bit more of a reserved style than Ilya's style very much. I'll hurt myself to hurt you more. 
Right. Whereas he was a bit more, bit more like traditional, um, like trading holds and stuff like that. Jack Stars shot Billier in the back of the neck, which was like triggering him, giving him PTSD from the Baltimore, and Ilya just snapped and murdered him. Right, <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, they ask him about about his match with uh, Jack Stars, and he's like, he says, oh, I didn't know what, I didn't want to hurt him. I don't know what happened." Um, Sam Gradwell walks past and calls him a loose cannon, and Ilya walks off kind of like in a trance. Um, so I guess we're getting Ilya versus Sam Gradwell next week, which I'm really looking forward to. That'll be a good match. Yeah, that'll be good. And obviously, they're building towards this sort of like state where Dragonot's going to like snap in his matches and just start beating fuck yeah. out of people. Which I, yeah. I think the theory we, me and Troy both have is that he's going to eventually take the belt off Vol, so they're just kind of breaking him down to build him back up. To, He's gonna have to become become the monster to defeat the monster. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we then, speaking of big guys, we then get uh, Gallus walking around backstage, chanting about the fact they're going to see the tag title match. Rampage get interviewed, and he he says to Joe Coffee, "Well, we know what they're doing. What are you doing?" And challenges Joe Coffee. So I'm guessing we're getting Joe Coffee versus Rampage. Yeah, which, Joe Coffee's kind of very nonchalant. He's like, "Yeah, you know, whatever. If we if if, if you've got some time, we'll do it." Yeah, Joe, Joe Coffey is very much kind of like um, almost like an elder statesman of NXT UK. Like the he was Pete Dunne's first challenger, like on an NXT UK takeover. He then challenged Volta on another one. He, he challenges a lot of like these guys. Like I think I think he had a match with um, who was it? Oh, Shaw Samuels. He, he fought him in his debut. Oh, he that's okay. He's, He's kind of like that guy who's always around the main event, but you never necessarily see as like one of the top guys. Um, so I, I get the impression that Rampage is going to probably murder him. Um, but yeah, should be a good match either way. Um, we then get the main event, which was that this was a heavily hyped match, and they've been building this for ages, like absolutely ages. All throughout um, the show, they've had like little little sort of clips of all these teams getting ready, and preparing, and discussing strategy and. Yeah, they really yeah. did a good. They really did a good, even in this show for, for for myself coming in. I got the idea this match is a pretty big deal because from the way they built it over the hour, in, in terms of you know the little backstage segments and stuff. So yeah, well, um, it was it, it's um, so just for anyone who didn't know, it was a fatal four way tag team elimination match. The winner becomes the number one contenders for Gallus. About it was two or three weeks ago, the Hunt had a title match against Gallus. Um, and Andrews and Webster got involved because the Hunters attacked Andrews and Webster like last summer. Um, and then at the end of the match, Pretty Deadly uh, got involved as well. And then Smith and Carter came out and got involved and they all had like a stare down. So it was always leading to some kind of collision with the four teams. We just didn't know what. Um, so the match itself. Oh, also Eddie Dennis, the manager of the Hunt, was barred from ringside. Yeah. Um, because he quite infamously got involved in a lot of Andrews and Webster's shit. Um, the match itself was really fast-paced. It was very hard to take notes for. Um, it started so, out, like, super chaotic. Like, <clears throat> there were just yeah. people flying everywhere. There were guys coming in. Um, yeah, it was, on a personal level, it was good to see um, good to see Primate. Last time I saw yeah. him, was on a uh, reality dating show that um, from partner was watching. He was on dinner dates. He didn't get he didn't get picked, but he he, he carried him across very well. Um, yeah, um, I did not know he was on there. <laughs> um, 
you have to do like so, yeah. you, have to, you have to do like a little gimmick bit, like you know where you like you show off your talent. And his was that he did it. He cooked chocolate. He made chocolate fondue in just his ringer. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it starts off with back and forth with uh, Smith and Carter and Andrews and Webster while pretty deadly in the hunt. Are kind of just watching, letting the letting the faces wear themselves out. Um, Andrews then tags in Lewis Howley. Uh, Howley tries to tag out, and no one will let him. Um, the hunt eventually tag in and hit stereo German suplexes on pretty deadly. And then we get all four teams just brawling, throwing each other all over the ring outside. I think, um, if I remember rightly, uh, Andrews and Webster died on everyone at some at that point as well. Um, I think so, yeah. This was this then, was during the, the really clusterfucking bit of the match where like everyone was just going everywhere, which was it was fun, but it was yeah, it was quite hard to sort of follow along with what was going on. Yeah. Um so the hunt um isolate um Ashton Smith, Borg uh, goes Carter and then um Smith back off ball and ball like takes a really nasty land and I wasn't sure if he got actually legit hit with that or not. Um Andrews and Webster hit stereo dives on pretty deadly and primates, and then um, Smith hits a tower of drew a tower of doom. Easy for me to say on Andrews and Stoker. Um, they, they did a really good job of making Smith and Carter who are a team that they always like. They always seem as if they're on the brink of something awesome, but then they kind of get derailed by like some heels. Um, they're the Danny Birch and Odie Lawkin of NXT UK. Kind of, yeah. Um, that's quite a good analogy. But yeah, the um, the 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 basically like look great in this match, and it yeah. Kept so I, I, really the only match, the, the only teams I knew, I knew obviously I knew Mark Andrews and Morgan Webster because I've seen them in the initial tournament, the tag team title tournament, and I knew Primates. I'd seen him wrestle before in Defiance. Um, I didn't know the other three, um, four, five guys, and yeah, they all every, everybody looked great in this match. Everyone looked really. You know, well built. Everyone yeah. came out looking really good. Um, everyone got got some pretty good moves in. So yeah, they, yeah. they did a really good job of introducing me to all these teams and making sure I pay attention to them, which was quite nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Smith uh, tries to suplex Howley into the ring. Oliver Carter then hits a moonsault off Howley's back onto uh, the Hunt and Flash, which was mental. Because um, like Carter, he, he looked like he was going to lose his balance, then he didn't. Yeah, what, what on air? Um, he's insane. I, I love Oliver Carter, he's one of my favorites in NXT UK. Um, we then go to uh, Gallus, like in a sort of booth watching the match. Um, Joe Coffey says tag team wrestling, that's what it's all about, as they show them for like the eighth time, which was a little bit distracting. Um, eating popcorn at one point, which was uh, which was quite nice. Yeah, um, it was something I criticized the match last week about as well. where they were kind of a little bit too distracted with stuff that was going on outside of the match than letting the match itself just kind of do its thing. Um, well, I, they, they kind of got, like, kind of, it kind of didn't matter too much with this one, whereas last week it was really fucking distracting. Um, so uh, Andrews and Webster then throw Boar into the barricade. Smith and Carter hit a doomsday bulldog to eliminate the hunt. Um Smith and Carter and then and pretty deadly go back and forth. Um they hit an assisted four fifty splash. And then Andrews and Webster hit a knee strike poison rom rana combo 
on Smith to eliminate Smith and Carter. That was um, insane. Yeah, it was mental. Um, love, a bit, love a bit of that. That was, that was a lovely. Andrews fights off um, pretty deadlies with Rana's in a 619. Uh, pretty deadly target. Andrews was previously injured knee, which the Huns actually injured when they attacked them. Um, Stoker does an airplane spin to a single leg, big swing to a single leg crab, which was insane. Yeah. Um, Flash Rana's uh, Lewis Howley into Sam Stoker and Andrews, uh, as Andrews is in the figure four, sorry. Um, Andrews Rana's Howley on the outside. Uh, Flash throws Stoker onto Howley and Swanton's onto them. And then as Andrews is going for a dive, Eddie Dennis comes out the crowd and hits him in the knee with a chair. Um, this is, they're basically revisiting that feud from progress. If anyone hasn't seen that. Uh, I believe there's some of those matches on the WWE Network. Amazing. Just definitely watch it. They've got really good chemistry together. Um, pretty Deadly hit the Spilled Milk, which is their finisher, to win. That was the then, sort of like a spine buster neckbreaker combination? It was, yeah. Um, and then Gallus come out and stare them down to end the show. So I, I imagine, me and Troy have been saying for a while, we think that Pretty Deadly are going to take the belt off Gallus eventually. Yeah, I mean, they, I looked, they looked fantastic. So, so the match was wonderful. The match was really good. It was great all the mm. way through. However, when it got down to the last two teams, it kicked off into like several extra gears. They're really good, like shit out heels. Really good at it. But they can go like this. Like the yeah. last, the, the, the final two pairing was was when it got this match went from good to exceptional. Yeah, um, yeah. All the all these teams have got like kind of interwoven stories, like. Um, so pretty deadly Eddie Dennis was kind of like mental like trying to mentor them and then it was like a bait and switch so um, he was actually mentor he was actually managing the hunt not pretty deadly but he it was like kind of keeping your enemies uh, friends close and your enemies closer so the hunt would like attack Andrews and Webster and like catch them off guard um, very very good swerve Um and it looks like he might not quite be done with both Andrews and Webster and Pretty Deadly, which is interesting. Um, Eddie Dennis's promo work as well in NXT UK has been exceptional. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Big safety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was NXT UK. Uh, I thought, as always, a fantastic show um, from top to bottom. I'm really looking forward to this week's to see where they go. Um, I can't. They did announce a few matches, but I, I can't remember what was it. Coffee and Rampage and something else, I think. Maybe. Oh, was it Ilya and Grabble? Yes. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Before we wrap this up, uh, first off, we'll do highs and lows. Uh, what were your highs and lows for Casey? Oof. Well. Um... In the highs, probably the main event. It was, it was, yeah. it was a fantastic match. If you could put that on the, you could open a takeover that easy, and it wouldn't yeah. out of place. You know, um, like I said, especially, I'm especially a fan of like when it, when it sort of it was it was a little chaotic at the start, like a little hard to follow, but in a good way. You know, in a way that you sort of want like big fuck off, you know, clusterfuck wrestling to be. Um, but by the time it got down to um, pretty deadly and Mark Andrews and Morgan Webster, I thought that that it just became an exceptional match at that point it was, it was absolutely phenomenal was like some of those finishes that was like there was some Johnny Gargano shit basically yeah. <laughs> which yeah it was um, yeah it was exceptional um, oh, lows man 
You don't don't have to have a low if you don't want. No, I got nothing, man. I mean, yeah, they they, they they basically they for an hour they put a lot they put a lot of good stuff in, and they mm. didn't put you know there's there's no room for shit in a, in a one hour show, and they didn't put any in there. So maybe maybe like you said, they're cutting away to um, cutting away during the main that, events. That's that's my low, like they're just they're cutting away to Gallus. It was because I wanted I wanted to see every second of that ring action. It was that good. Yeah, it was it was something I kind of criticised them last week for as well, um, which was obviously in the uh, women's title match they kept going to like the screens and showing oh well this person's watching this match this person's watching this match um, yeah I'm pretty much in agreement with you mate uh, that the cutting away in the uh, tag match was a little bit distracting but the tag match itself was phenomenal it was a really good match um, really excited to see where they go from here obviously we're going to get pretty deadly versus Gallus and we're going to be getting um, a couple of the matches down the line, uh, Trent Seven and Jordan Devlin should be exceptional as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to um, to Ball Fit Mark Two as Trent Seven goes on a crash diet and exercise regime to drop a uh, drop whatever weight he needs to drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get the I get the impression they're not going to do it quite like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Nigel McGuinness like whipping him every yeah. time he looks every time he looks at like a piece of bread or something. <laughs> just be Trent getting just. Trent working his ass off. Um, he, I mean, uh, again, though, Trent's like probably, probably the best storyteller they've got within NXT UK. Like his story through the heritage. Do you still hang around with like Tyler Bates and stuff like that? Um, not as much. Uh, they're still, they're still a thing, but they've kind of both gone their separate ways at the moment. But yeah, he had like a little self-contained story within the Heritage Cup final. Where well the the whole tournament really where it was like it was his last sort of like axe to grind he wanted to be the first Heritage Cup winner um, he had an incredible match with Dave Mastiff which I'm sure you'd love where um, Dave Mastiff was like throwing everything at him and Trent somehow managed to win um, and then he had an incredible final against Aikid which was one of my favourite matches of the last year oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, like I said I'll go back and I'll pick some bits out just sort of anything that Trent Seven did in the Heritage Cup was just phenomenal like can't go wrong with that uh, but yeah uh, that it, definitely very exciting time to be an NXT UK fan as always um, hopefully you join us um, a bit more on the on these scenes you're going to try and keep up a bit more yeah I, I um, watch along it's, like I said it's not a massive commitment um, wonderfully yeah so yeah it's usually usually um, Usually on the network after we've finished the, uh, recording the AEW podcast as well. Oh, sound. Um, yeah, so, so it goes on every Thursday night at eight o'clock. Um, but yeah, that has been our review of NXT UK. Um, before we go, Big Tasty, where can I get some beard products and beer, please? Um, so you can first of all, let's sort your beard out first, that's important. You can go to yeah. factface.com. And they have all sorts of fantastic facial hair products, and all the proceeds go to charity. And even better, if you use the code TroyXL85, you get twenty percent off. So there's literally no excuse not to bother. You know, there's no you haven't got a reason. So just do it. No. Um, and if you want some beer, or if you want some beer that's specifically themed around professional wrestling, I would advise you to go to topperbrewing.com. You can find some of our delightful products. Um, we are currently brewing this week. That's why I sound knackered. Um, 
We're currently brewing this week to, to get some more beer in cans on the 6th, around the 16th of February, so keep an eye out for that. Um, we'll have a big beer drop coming in the middle of the month. Uh, we've stuck some bits and bobs up there if you want to sort of have a look. And yeah, up to Jeff. Excellent. Um, if you want to get us on Facebook and YouTube, look up Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, and Twitter and Twitch, look up Untitled Rest Pod. Let us know what you thought of this review, whether you agree, disagree with anything. Uh, maybe just want to tell us about a match you're looking forward to seeing in the future in the next UK. Uh, as always, I've been Jay, joined this week by Big Tasty. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>